Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Talking City, the Manchester City podcast by the Manchester Evening News. I'm Simon Bykowski and joined by Stuart Brennan today. Hello there. And we are not joined by another guest today, but we are joined by some lobby music, um, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, either distracting or the best bit of the podcast. We'll leave that for, for you to decide. There's a bit of a funky Miami vibe going on, isn't there? That's yes, a, a yeah, vibe. yeah, giving you the authentic experience is all and not just because we've been kicked out of our rooms as we wait to uh, head to the airport so we will get straight to it Manchester City 3 by Munich 2 last night and what did you make of the games to you what were the main talking points I thought it was fantastically upbeat I mean you, you, you never want to go overboard about pre-season games because they don't mean anything but I mean, I started writing my match report at half time because I thought, even though even though they were they were down, you know, even when they were two 0 down, I thought City were playing superbly. These young kids and they're up against a, quite a strong, experienced Bayern Munich team with Robin and Ribery and Kingsley Coleman, uh, Rafinha. You know, quite a few first teamers in there. A very strong team. Uh, and City had perhaps one player in the starting eleven who will be in contention for the start of the season in Riyad Mahrez, as long as his ankle's okay, of course. Um, and they, they were just superb. I thought I thought so many of the city kids just stepped up to the plate and uh, and performed extremely well uh, in both halves, really. But even when they were two 0 down, you know, and you thought they could lose four or five nil at that, at that point, they were playing really well. But they just they weren't finishing chances, and uh, they, they looked vulnerable whenever Robin and Ribery were going at them. Um, but it was so positive and upbeat. Um, the results mean absolutely nothing, but the performance, uh, and it just goes on and on. I mean, Foden and Diaz haven't been great so far on this tour, and I thought both were superb last night. I thought Douglas Louise in the holding midfield role really looked the part, and the, and you know Pepe's he's obviously taking a good long look at him as a possible possible addition to the first team squad. Claudio Gomez came on for him and did a very good job. Uh, we saw this young kid from who's come over from Barcelona, Adrian Barabe. He came on and, and looked good and provided an assist. It was just positive upon positive upon positive. And it looked like a pep team. That was, yes. you know, the Dortmund first game was a bit dull and mediocre, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, getting fitness back in legs. Second game against Liverpool, they looked like a Guardiola team. You watch that goal back that, they, that Sane scored, it's brilliant. And this was the best performance of the lot. And I think we're seeing... Guardiola's coaching ability here because he's got these young players mm-hmm. and he's teaching them the city way. Um, but he also made a point, didn't he, last night about um, who who he will pick, saying that he will only pick players that that run. Mm-hmm. And I think you worked out that is it eight of the the starting eleven last night have played all three, yes, all three games. So yeah. clearly, some players have impressed him mm-hmm. a lot, and others maybe haven't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a hard tax, taskmaster, Pep. And I know these a lot of these city kids have come through the academy where they get pushed, but they're never going to be pushed like they are by by Pep Guardiola. And he's uh, there's some kids. I mean, you, you, we don't really know because there's some kids who who haven't figured at all, who haven't played a minute on the tour. Now, it could be the case that he never never intended to do that. He may have just brought them along for the ride, or it may just be that they he's he's telling them you need to get your finger out because you're not. I'm not going to pick you unless you you work an awful lot harder than this. Uh, but like you say, I mean, the, the the refreshing thing is this moment has been worked on in the City Academy for a while. They, they've had trying to get all the teams 
uh, every age group playing in, in this kind of style. But it's all very well doing it in, in the youth ranks. It's when you get to first team level and to be able to translate that. And I think we've seen that. And, and Pep, we, we, you know, he, he came over. He was very relaxed, wasn't he, last night? Yeah. Um, on his way out to go to the plane, he, he stopped and had a chat with us uh, and warned us not to drink too much in Miami. <laughs> and and he, he refused our uh, our invitation to come and join us. I think he wanted to stay. I think he did. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's been so relaxed and, and friendly. And he said he said in his press conference that he's enjoyed the last ten days. He's really enjoyed it because he's had all these young, impressionable lads who are eager to learn, uh, and he's been imparting his, his wisdom to them. And then, over the course of the tour, we've seen we've seen that happen. We've seen yeah. them start to start to click with them, and and it came together last night. And it was it was a truly truly great performance from from a bunch of young kids, and it'll do a power of good going forward. And. We, we were in the uh, press box last night before kick-off and they had the, the Liverpool-United game on on the telly and uh, you look up occasionally, oh, Liverpool scored, United have scored, Liverpool run out, 4-1 winners and, and OK and then we're, uh, we're watching the first half and you just see enveloping on, on Twitter Jose Mourinho taking attacking basically anyone he can, he can think of left, right and centre and... You know, City's tour has been very good, but it's not perfect. City haven't got any first team players here, really. Um, but it's just been a happy place. Yeah, I mean, I've written a piece about that exact thing. The contrast between the two tours has, has just been immense. I mean, we've been sat there chuckling at, uh, at Jose having a customary customary <laughs> meltdown. He's moaned about he's moaned about Anthony Marshall not flying back immediately. His baby was born. Um, He's, he's moaned about Alexis Sanchez. Well, not about Alexis Sanchez, but saying Alexis Sanchez had every right to be wandering around the pitch looking unhappy when you see the players around him. I mean, that statement is, is incredible. <laughs> it's just a it's it's saying my young players aren't good enough to, to play with Alexis Sanchez, which is in huge contrast to the way the City senior players. You know, we've seen Mara striking up friendship for the yeah. young players. Yeah, uh, Bernardo Silva. You know, they're all they're all as one. You know, and they. Mares and Bernardo Silva looked perfectly happy to be playing with talented young players, you know, and it was it was seamless. You know, they might have been playing with the first team at times, uh, so that that's a nice contrast. But it's also sending out a, a message to 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 uh, Alexis Sanchez that yeah, your bad attitude is fine. It's not your fault. It's these other kids who aren't good enough to play with you. No, 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 no. He should be told <laughs> stop looking like a smack backside, and you're supposed to be one of the senior players. Go out and play like a senior player and show these kids what they should be doing. And like you say, I mean, the, the contrast with the what he's, I mean, you never know what's going on beneath the surface, but everything we see and talking to people within the city camp, it just seems to be harmonious and everybody's got the, the same sense of purpose. Um, and then, of course, he, he, t- he topped it all, Joe, say, didn't he, by being asked, what's it like to play in front of 101,000 people? <laughs> Which is the kind of question that managers love in press conferences because they can just use up what's the time. Up? Yeah. Just, you know, saying yeah. nice things to the local journalists and stopped all the nasty journalists who come over from England asking the difficult questions and uh, he just he just said well I, if I was him I wouldn't pay to come and watch this <laughs> I just think what, what are you doing man you know <laughs> uh, yeah. and by contrast Pe- Pep's been you know buttering up the local press even when they've asked the old daft question he, you know he just sort of accepts it and he's polite and, and engaging as, as he can be the, the contrast between the two and I'm not saying it'll mean anything going into the season because 
you never know. But the contrast between the two camps has been has been really, really noticeable. At the, you know, we're seeing it at a distance, of course. We've seen City close up. We've seen United at a distance. But yeah, and, and we're not saying that Pep is nicey nice either. No. Yeah, no. I thought he was quite cutting in his press conference last night. He said certain players have mm-hmm. bought into everything I've wanted. They've shown an interest. They've run hard, and I've picked them. And, I'll, and I've said thank you to them for the tour and others haven't and I haven't said thank you to them so you know this tour could have made some futures it could have ruined some futures if uh, you know Guardiola will remember things and will judge them on their behaviour this tour but it's just about tone and about sending out the messages and how you are perceived to be and uh, there's been a lot of things in public where the City players and Guardiola have been relaxed and they've also been very relaxed behind the scenes And yeah there's nothing wrong with giving, giving um, youngsters and senior players a kick, kick up the pants I mean we all wondered why Leroy Sane wasn't involved last night and we wondered if maybe he was being given a bit of a message by Guardiola that, you know yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you need to, to get your, your acting I mean he missed out on Germany in the World Cup um, and you wonder if there's a problem there, you know, maybe he's he's starting to think he's he's made it now. He won Young Player of the Year, had a great season, uh, and you just wonder whether whether he's been sort of checked back. But we've seen that before with him. We've seen him left out. He was left out at the start of last season. He's a strange one, Sane. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. he tends to react really well. I mean, he did yeah. last season. He wasn't playing, uh, and if you remember, Pep had a go at him back then. Um, yeah, pretty much said, you know, you need. Need to get your act together, and before we knew it, he was he was banging in goals against Liverpool. He scored two brilliant goals at West Brom in the Cal- in, in the League Cup, and uh, you know sometimes that's that's you get players like that, don't you? You, you need to deal with in that manner. Um, but there's a way of doing it, isn't there? He's very much carrot and stick with Sane, isn't he? It's, yeah, it's yeah. easy to see, and the uh, the Amazon documentary that's upcoming, one of the trailers. You see Pep saying, some of you play better when you hate me. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you hate me, but come on. And, uh, yeah, he's he's clear with Sane that he's he will defend him sometimes. And he did take time out to help him after the World Cup. But he also needs to fire him up yes. to, to get the best out of him. Also, maybe a reason Sane didn't come on yesterday was because Riyad Mahrez was injured, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, he got clipped in the first few minutes of the game, tried to stay on came off after about 25 minutes now he's been seen arriving back at Manchester Airport with a protective boot on his foot and uh, crutches doesn't look wonderful but it might not be that serious No, it always looks dramatic when you see somebody, a player on crutches and one of those boots on, you know, you, you immediately think oh, you know, oh like he's, he's in serious trouble here but, but he's Quite often, it's just done as a precaution these days. It's just getting the getting the leg immobilised so they can get back and get it treated properly. Um, and I wouldn't read too much into it. I, I think there's been cases where players have have had one of those boots on and then played in the next game. You know, it's not it's not uh, it's not a, a massive indicator of anything. I don't think. Um, the other thing is you, you, we talk about yeah that Sane maybe didn't play because uh, because Mara's got injured, but the man who came on and replaced Mara's Bernardo yeah. Silva was man of the match he was absolutely outstanding I mean it, as last season went on he got better and better for me uh, and by the end of the season he was he'd been my first 11 I think he wouldn't certainly wouldn't have been at the beginning or the middle of the season and last night I just thought he came on and just took the game by the scuff of the neck he scored two great goals 
and, and just ran the show and yeah. absolutely reveled in, in playing with Diaz and with Foden and with the young kid Bernabe who came on and set him up for the second goal uh, he, he just looked the part, he looked like the mature player, I mean we started to see at the World Cup you know, Portugal gave him that that important role um, when they were losing uh, you know, in the game they got knocked out but he, um, he, he went into midfield and uh, started to run the show and, and Portugal looked a lot better for it and uh, he started to do the same for City so first game of the season uh, I would fully expect Bernardo to be to be in the team anyway Yeah and it, I mean it was easy to warm to Bernardo as soon as he brought the ball down with that first touch of his because he's such a silky player but I was a bit frustrated by him last season in the sense that they're saying, oh, he's only just moved, he's young, give him time. And, you know, this was a player that took City to the cleaners when he was playing for Monaco the year before, you know, a League One winner. Um, and he looks lovely and he played pretty football, but it just, there wasn't enough penetration or taking the game. And then second half of the season, he started coming into it more and like Arsenal away, I think it felt like a landmark performance yeah, for him. definitely. Um, and this tour he has been very, very, very good and through the middle as well. Mm-hmm. So if you um that has been one of the biggest encouraging signs for City really, I think Bernardo, because he's been looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean I mean Riyad Mahrez was playing really well yeah. until he went off as yeah. well, you know, little disguised passes and just looking strong on the ball and using it well and not giving up possession. And it's easy to forget, really. It's just easy to forget just how good City were last season. We've all been looking at Liverpool and the way that they've strengthened in key positions. And I know the Liverpool press pack have been getting a little bit giddy about Liverpool's prospects, but quite reasonably in a lot of ways because they are going to be a lot stronger this season. And I think if anyone's going to really push City, I think it'll be them. Um, but it's only when you start seeing Bernardo Silva playing like that and you start seeing Riyad Mahrez playing like that you kind of think the strength that City have got next mm. season I mean, they were extremely strong last season throw Mahrez into that mix as well and they've just got another really really potent weapon and Bernardo Silva if he continues in that kind of form um, so City are still the, the team to beat uh, despite despite the fact that Liverpool have had a, a good pre-season they've had a good transfer window talking transfer windows we, we won't bang on about Jorginho anymore but um, City still haven't filled the role that um, they had planned to have before he moved um, window next Thursday I think it closes, mm-hmm. is it looking like City going to get anything done? I don't think it is I mean Pep has said on a couple of occasions while we've been out here in the States that um, we, they may just get another one done but they did not, as far as I'm aware um, they've not actually had anything on the go. It's not like they're, they're actively pursuing a play. And, it, and if at this stage they haven't done that, I don't think they are going to be. Because you, you'd know who you want, and you'd, you'd be you'd be out there going for him. And also the fact that uh, Douglas Louise was another one who played extremely well last night. Uh, I thought he was strong. Uh, he, was, he was winning possession back. He was keeping possession. He was passing it well. Uh, and he started to look like the, the player that, that Tite. Uh, described as being a, a tremendous talent mm. you know, two or three years ago uh, when he saw him play um, so he played really really well and Claudio Gomez came on and he played extremely well as well and we know that Pep's already talked about him as first team material we know that that was part of the deal that's why he left Paris Saint-Germain because City were, were telling him 
look, you know, if you if you show what you've been showing, you will be part of our first team plans. Uh, and that, that's the reason he came, and, and we saw that. We saw that in the in the second half uh, when he when he came on. So uh, Douglas Louise and Claudio Gomez, and of course they, they, they have got other players. I mean, Gundogan played there last season. Uh, so it really, it really isn't a panic. I know, I know it looks that way because the Jorginho, they clearly wanted Jorginho, and he would have strengthened the team, no doubt about that. But all the way through it, we were being told we're not desperate, and we're not. You know, I think City have got to be seen not to be desperate, so they don't get uh, had over in the transfer market like they have done in the past. And it, it, it's a setback not signing one of the two players you wanted to sign. But as as we've discussed, I think. When everyone else is signing new players, you kind of forget that this is a record-breaking squad that he's got that only lost Yaya Torre and, and has got a lot of players that can only get better, young players that should be should be coming forward. Um, there are, if we talk younger players, I think they're going to be the bulk of the the departures we see uh, before the end. We, Lucas Nemecha probably... Uh, we'll head out on loan, I think. Um, he's been, he's it's worked very well for him, him being the only senior striker in in this touring squad because he's really got to grips with with what Guardiola wants. But I think he'll be one to watch on loan next season. And then Patrick Roberts hasn't played much, has he? Mm-hmm. And Jack Harrison. Um, who else have we got? Uh, <laughs> it's been a long tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you I mean you mentioned you mentioned the match, He's another one who I thought did really well. I mean, he, he was kicking himself afterwards when we spoke to him because he he missed he missed a couple of chances. Um, one of them hit the post, but then he snapped up the goal, and that's the kind of moment that can make a big difference. Um, and he, he I, yeah, I think a loan would probably be good for him. You know, a loan to a good level. I, I don't really go for uh, sending them to Girona and sending them to Nat Brader. Personally, no. I'd have them in the championship. Especially a player like him, yeah, you know, because he has got that physical element to him, and, it, and we saw it against Virgil Van Dijk. You know, he, he, he quite relished the physical challenge of facing Van Dijk. Uh, but he, as he said to us last night, he said, "I'm not just about that. I, I, I like to play the football as well." And I think the championship would be a really good, yeah, I, good ideal. For him. Yeah. Uh, the championship's a, a dodgy one because you never quite know what you're going to get, and it's such a hard league. Every team's out for survival or playoffs and you sort of three games away from triumph or disaster mm-hmm. but it, I, yeah I think he'd, he'd suit really well I think Blackburn have been making inquiries so yep. it's um, that will be certainly one to watch but Nemecha Brahim Phil Foden yesterday it was um, encouraging just to see that them have a really good game I think because they've been trying all tour mm-hmm. and Guardiola mentioned that you know Foden maybe hasn't had his best performances but he's not been not been for lack of effort and they've all been showing the most they can show really for for the season which can only bode well if you've got those sort of bubbling under that that first team squad that's packed with talent I think that performance will be Foden especially the power of it because I think last time we, we did a podcast we spoke about Foden and I thought he'd levelled off a bit which is nothing to be alarmed about because young players do it all the time um, but I thought he'd stopped being as adventurous as he was stopped trying to go forward he was just getting the ball and giving it back getting the ball, giving it back, giving it sideways giving it backwards last night he started doing what made his name which was getting the ball, turning mm, yeah. going at players 
not being afraid of the challenge coming and riding the challenge, passing it. Uh, and that, you know, that, that is a Phil Foden that we saw in the World Cup. That's a Phil Foden we've seen playing in the youth ranks for City. Uh, and he was doing it against seasoned Bayern Munich players. Uh, so in his head, next time you, he'll, he'll be desperate for his next game. He'll want to get out there and do it again. You know, it's, it's clicking. It's that idea that yeah, I can do it. I can't. It's not just doing it against under, under 18s, under 17s players. I can do it against Iron Robin. I can do it against Rafinha. I can do it against you know the, the, the big Bayern centre backs. So I think I think that performance last night will be crucial. I mean, it, it doesn't stats can mean something. They can mean nothing. But he had a hundred percent pass success rate in the first half. And you kind of think, oh, you know, that's that's something. Especially if he was just doing what he had been doing, which is just giving it easy. Yeah, I could yeah, probably get 100% yeah. passing yeah. success rate, passing it five yards back to somebody who's just giving it to me. But he wasn't. He was actually looking to go forward. He was looking to pass positively, looking to create. And to get 100% pass success in that context is is something. Yeah, and uh, you, you, could, you could see why Guardiola was such... A happy man last night, I think, because it was a really pleasing performance. As you say, it would have been regardless of the result, but it was um, that just kind of topped off the tour and and really gives them something to spring towards with World Cup players coming back uh, next week, this week even it's Sunday in it. Yeah. Next yeah. week, over the next week, out of the Shield, and then a few afterwards. So mm-hmm. City can only get uh, stronger from here. You would think. Um, I think that's. That's us. That's us done. Got a flight to, to catch. Yeah, so um, we will see you shortly and speak to you shortly um, to preview the, the Community Shield. And Riyad Mahrez, we should know more about his, his injury by then. But don't forget to subscribe to iTunes and Acast and give us a rate and tell us what you think of the, the elevator music. <laughs> and we will uh, see you again. <laughs> <laughs>